Welcome to the Intelligent Investing Podcast, where modern portfolio theory can suck it. A student of the school of Graham and Doddsville and a clergy member of the Church of Warren Buffett, here's your host, Eric Schlein. Hi, this is Eric Schlein. You are listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast. And today we are going to talk about True Panion and specifically a rebuttal to a recent letter that was posted on Seeking Alpha that trashed True Panion. And it seems every year I come back on the air and there's some dumb thing, like completely idiotic thing that gets said about True Panion. And it blows my mind. I've been invested in True Panion for myself for quite a few years now and for clients. And I bought more along the way as it's gone up, but it just, it blows my mind. These write-ups that look, if there was a legitimate concern, I get it, but these write-ups don't even understand the business are making incorrect calculations. So today I am going to discuss, this was brought up from the Steel City Capital Investments Q1 2021 letter. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I do want to talk about one specific thing. But before I get into that, I first want to talk about our sponsor for the day. And our sponsor is Ticker, T-I-K-R, ticker.com. This is a service that I use personally for my research. I've been using it now for quite a while, and it has made heaps bit of difference. I get 15 years of financials. There's a coverage of 50,000 plus stocks globally, including OTC stocks. So it's awesome. Ticker.com is focused on bringing institutional quality investment research tools to the individual investor and also to boutique firms like mine who don't want to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on a Bloomberg. So the Ticker.com, it's powered by S&P Global Capital IQ. And as I said before, there's a coverage of over 50,000 uh, stocks globally. And you get financials, you get estimates, valuation metrics, ownership, you get transcripts that you can easily look up. I mean, I can't tell you how much of a world that difference that makes. You get news, you get filings, you, you get so much and you can join a free beta. So for listeners of the Intelligent Investing Podcast, I have a special link. It's ticker, T-I-K-R.com slash intelligent. I know a lot of you are in your car. So if you know someone who has it and you forget, you know what the link is, it's not a big deal. But please sign up for Ticker if this is a service you think you can use. It's awesome. And the beta is free. So that being said, I want to go back to uh, True Panion. So there was a few things in this letter that just were ridiculous. So one of the things they write is they say, True Panion's pet acquisition cost has been growing at an unsustainable rate, which will ultimately cause the company's preferred profitability metric, IRR, to fall beneath their target of 30 to 40%. By my calculations, the company is going to be hanging on by the skin of its teeth in 2021, although the real figure, excluding various self-help initiatives, will undoubtedly fall below the low end of its target. So sounds pretty terrifying, except I'm just like blown away that this person's an analyst. So the pack spend is the output, right? Pet acquisition costs, that is the output, not the input. So this guy has it completely backwards, right? The amount that True Pain spends on PAC is 100% controllable to ensure they hit their IRR targets. So the methodology that True Pain uses is literally counter to what this guy is talking about. And in addition, 
uh, Drew Payne will only grow a pack in line with the growth of the lifetime value of a pet. So if that's expanding, the company can expand their pet acquisition costs. And if it's not expanding, they'll, they'll, they won't expand their costs. So the reason it's gone up is that the lifetime value of a pet has gone up. I, I, it, it, I don't get it. So if you look at, even if you look at the company's guidance, they, they assume a pack spend of about a 35% IRR. And if you look out for the year, it's projected to be in line with what it was for the most recent quarter. So I don't get it. If you have a rebuttal to this, please send it my way. We can talk about it on the show, but I just don't think you're using the proper valuation metrics, my friend, and, and proper methodologies of looking at this business. Uh, the second thing Steel City Capital talks about the, the, in the letter, it says management has the balls to include non-operating items to boost IRR, but is selectively excluding operating items when they hurt it. If we were to fully load the IRR calculation with development expenses and exclude the non-operating items, then IRR would be 25.2%. First of all, that was my puppy in the background sneezing. God bless you, Peanut. First of all, and he is Trupanion insured, by the way. Free shout out to Trupanion. They did not pay me to do that, but Trupanion is awesome. I use them myself as a customer. That being said, they're making it sound like there is accounting shenanigans going on and that the management is being unethical and they're only choosing what, what to put into the IRR calculation to, to help beef up the numbers. Again, a dumb thing to say in my personal opinion, because if you were to include the development expenses as an inclusion of RR, that doesn't really make sense. So it, it actually comes down to, right, the question you want to ask is, why does the company believe that they should do the numbers this way? I think that's the question you want to ask. And it's obvious the company believes that there's a reason you exclude these development items since they're not tied directly to the subscription business. If you think burdening the IRR calculation with all of those things has anything to do with getting new subscribers and that's part of the IRR, then then you can make that calculation. It just doesn't make any sense, right? The, The subscription would give you a picture of what that means. So this is the IRR on, on the subscription business. So the average return, right? The average return that Trupanion is getting on acquiring a subscription, hence why they've opted to exclude those expenses. And these are expenses related to all different random things. For instance, like a GPS tracker, or if they're launching in a new country, or if there's initial legal and regulatory expenses. There's a lot of preloaded expenses when they're taking on a new initiative, and these expenses are not appropriate and measuring the IRR of the subscri- of, of acquiring new pet subscriptions. This is the, the IRR on the subscription business. It doesn't make sense to include the preloaded costs at the beginning. So that's why they do it. This is a normalized IRR over many years. And of course, those first few years, you're going to have higher expenses when there's new initiatives. They make that very clear. They don't hide that. You know, this was the same thing with GAN, another company I've talked about where you have these preloaded, preloaded expenses at the beginning, people go, oh my God, the expenses have gone, are out of control. It's, no, they've said that the whole time that when they go into a new state, expenses will go up because there's all the preloaded costs up front. Those are not normalized expenses. That's all I'll say about that. The third thing he puts in the Steel City Capital Investment Letter, they say, I, I found it curious that, quote, the other segment is forecast to grow by 58% this year, a sharp deceleration from last year's 82% and fourth quarter 20 exit rate of 92%. My guess is that management is sandbagging the numbers for a rainy day, unless people are returning their pandemic puppies. So number one, people are not returning their pandemic puppies. Number two, this is not accounting shenanigans. It's simply harder to forecast the other segment. Just 
that there's chunks of this of these businesses that have less visibility to true paying. And there's also, you can't necessarily see exactly how their partners are performing. True paying's partners are performing on a real-time basis. This is not rocket science. So it, it's a lot more challenging for the company to forecast those numbers. But the other thing though, too, is that the business is growing a lot. And as the business grows, the impact of churn is going to get bigger. And you should expect more of that with True Panion's partners than you would at True Panion. And then as, of course, as the business gets bigger, there's going to be a deceleration in the growth rates. Again, if you listen to management, they don't, they're pretty transparent about that. They don't hide that fact. So you should expect that number to decelerate as the business grows. So you're going to see more of a deceleration in the business. This is not rocket science. This is not anything the management has been hiding. So again, there's no shenanigans going on. These are things that if you had just spoke to Daryl or spoke to anyone in the management, they probably can explain this to you and have a similar understanding. Again, if you have some major issue with what I'm saying, then reach out to me. I'd be happy to entertain that point of view. I just think this is wrong. Anyway, I'm Eric Schlein. Again, this uh, podcast is sponsored by Ticker, T-I-K-R.com. If you want to use my code, ticker.com slash intelligent, and you can sign up for the free beta, if not a big deal. Also want to say that in the show notes, there is a link to sign up to another service that I use that also sponsors a show called NetHunter. And I have an affiliate link in my show notes for that, where you can literally sign up. It's, I will, I'll post the link in, in my show notes. And if you sign up through Net and Hunter, I get a cut of that. So it helps the show. It helps keep the lights on if you like the podcast. And you want to discover cheap and high quality Net Net stocks. It's a service that I use. It's been very beneficial for me over the years. And it's another company that I asked to sponsor um, the show. So check out Net Hunter. Evan does an amazing job over there running that uh, business. And you're getting an analyst for pennies on the dollar of what you would do. You, or to do that yourself. So anyway, I'm Eric Schlein. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And please feel free to comment, send me messages. And I'm always happy to hear comments that are different and opinions that are different than mine. That's what makes the market. And that's what makes the show interesting is there's such amazing participation by the listeners. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast with Eric Schlein. If you'd like to connect with Eric for questions, comments, feedback, ideas, or to inquire about being on the show, please contact Eric at intelligentinvesting at gmail.com. So, in the words of Charlie Munger, I have nothing to add.